Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Postpartum University podcast. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, and I have a very amazing guest here today. Her name is Dr. Joanne Scott. She's a licensed psychologist and owner of In-Law Psychological Insights. In-Law Psychological Insights, y'all. She's a therapy practice dedicated to supporting clients working through challenges with in-law relationships. So as you can tell, I'm pretty excited for this conversation. Joanne, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. How in the world did you get started in such a specialized area? It's a, it's a very good question. I think once I had my first son, some challenges started to come up in my relationship with my own mother-in-law. And I was also at the time going to uh, mother's groups and, and it was a very frequent topic of conversation that would come up. And I uh, was fortunate enough to connect with, you know, a small group of mothers and we, you know, spent a lot of time with each other and we would, you know, they would talk about challenges they were having with their mother-in-laws. And at one point we actually kind of all went out, we socialized with, they brought their mother-in-laws, I brought my mother-in-law and all these these stories that I heard didn't quite add up to these mother-in-laws that I were meeting. You know, I was hearing these stories of these horror stories <laughs> of what was happening. And these were, you know, nice women. And, and as is my mother-in-law, you know, I, I would add they. And, and so I, I guess I kind of started to wonder, well, what's what's happening that's that's causing this kind of challenge? You know, where's this breakdown come? Because my friends are very nice, reasonable people. Their mother-in-laws seem to be very nice, reasonable people. And, and there seemed to be some kind of a, a challenge in, in that connection. So I started to wonder about that. And then when I wrote my dissertation, maybe uh, five or six years later, I, I decided to really dig in and understand that better. <laughs> this is fascinating because we've truly, I mean, there's there's so many jokes about the in-law relationship. There are entire Instagram accounts dedicated to making fun of the mother-in-law, right? We have so much going on in our society in regard to this negativity between the mother and the the partner's mother. What the deal what's the specific characteristics of in-law relationships and why are why are they so challenging that's that's a great question and it's a very you know it's it's not there's not an easy answer you know that there's actually they found dating back to roman times jokes about the in-law relationship so this is this there's it's what we call archetypal in that this this is a very long-standing pattern of relationships that that people find challenging. Someone who had done some research on this more, and I, I'm not entirely sure of the way that you pronounce the last name. I think it's Swartz. 
um uh, they they identified two components of the in-law relationship that is particularly prone to creating challenges one is that that the in-law relationship is triadic and the other one that is that it's involuntary and so we we are used to having triadic relationships you know we might have a friend that has another friend and we'll go out as a threesome um, and, and that can be challenging in itself, but it's not involuntary because the, we know that if we don't like that friend, we don't have to see them again. And, and we're used to having relationships that are involuntary. You know, we, we have relationships with our neighbours or our bosses and we wouldn't necessarily choose them. But they're not triadic in, in that they're not mediated through a, a third party. Uh, so it's the combination of these two challenging dynamics in the same space that is thought to be what makes the in-law relationship just particularly challenging. So we have this triadic effect, yeah. which we don't necessarily have a lot of control over. Exactly. <laughs> which can be really challenging, right? Because a lot of us, and I am I am the A-type personality, obviously, if y'all don't know, <laughs> listening to me on my podcast, right? And control was a very big deal. And sometimes is I can catch myself and yeah. those things. And so we bring those to our relationships. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, yes, or or, the, or that you, you're really in Western society, for the most part, we don't choose our mother-in-law. You know, there, there are cultures where the mother-in-law is, is probably quite influential in choosing who her daughter-in-law is going to be but we don't get that very often in western culture and so you might end up being in a relationship with somebody who has a very different cultural theoretical philosophical approach to all kinds of things um and i think for, for many people you know a lot of the clients that i see in my practice will say that there was some difficulties prior to having a child um, but and I see I would say probably more daughter-in-laws than mother-in-laws although I do see mother-in-laws but what what a lot of daughter-in-laws will say is yes there were difficulties but I was able to let them go but when my priorities shifted and I had a, a baby these these things you know like do I feel comfortable giving my baby a bottle do I feel comfortable having my baby sleep on on their tummy you know that these are things that we a bottle of you know say water these are things that in our culture right now we don't promote and a lot of the generation above, these were normal things. And so if you're coming from two different perspectives and, and your, your baby is the kind of focus around that, I think that that's kind of where a lot of the challenges lie. There's those very significant differences that constellate around this newborn that's got all your focus. That is so true because the way in which our world has developed over the last several generations, really, or just even one generation, we've changed the rules yes. in regards to parenting and raising our children so drastically. So how our parents raised us is very different than how we are raising our own children. And yeah. then you're saying the cultural differences on top of that. Yeah. can lead to quite a bit of differences in parenting. Yeah, cultural in terms of generational and cultural in terms of just uh, where people were raised and, and, and their ethnic culture. You know, I, I, my practice is in Orange County and, and it's very ethnically diverse. 
And so many people have have mother-in-laws that had a very different cultural upbringing and and maybe carry some very different expectations of of the role that the daughter-in-law will play in the family. And that can lead to, it can lead to, in in the best case scenario, just this kind of new understanding and this this appreciation of of diversity. But in some cases, you know, it, it can lead to a lot of challenges and conflicts. And, you know, as I said, when it comes to our babies, it can be so much harder to incorporate or encompass something that doesn't feel it's part of how we would want this to happen. You know, it it, it makes it so much more, the, the stakes are so much higher. It is. And, and also, not only is it with our, our, our child, but also with who we are as a mother. And right. so often I see, and this was my experience too, with my mother-in-law, you know, I, I needed someone to back me up. I needed someone to tell me that I was doing a good job when really it's no, you should be doing this instead. And that hurts greatly, especially when you're in such a vulnerable state, when we truly need that, that emotional and mental support. We need people to tell us we're doing a good job. We need people to validate our intuition so that we can continue growing that intuition and trusting our intuition and taking care of our babies in the way we we know is best. And oftentimes that's that's one of the biggest challenges. So with that said, what are some tips for managing this conflict? How do yeah. we how do we go about this relationship and is it Is it possible to have a really successful, healthy relationship? If you're a birth and postpartum professional who wants to give the families you serve some solid, holistic, evidence-based information regarding nutrition, repletion, and nourishing your body after baby, this is for you. I have 18 beautiful pages in a handout form that is completely free free full guide to nutrition completion, common misconceptions, supplement support, favorite recipes, 30 healthy and quick snacks, and so many more. You can download your free collection with handouts at postpartumu, that's the letter u.com slash handouts. You know, I think, you know, what you, what you were just sharing, it, it kind of gives me goosebumps because it's, it's, it's so true. And, and in fact, uh, a psychologist, Daniel Stern, he wrote a book called The Birth of the Mother. And in that book, he talks about how when, we're, when women are pregnant, they look for these positive role models to, to model their mothering after. And, and they, they will filter out as well people that don't represent for them positive role model models of mothers and so you know you're absolutely right in terms of what what you're looking for in as a new mother is just someone that's going to be warm and reassuring you know not not kind of uh, in a way that that disregards things that you might be doing that might not be ideal but but if if they do want to kind of give support or have some suggestions you know that they're given in a way that that can be can be metabolized because that as new mothers are typically so sensitive to anything that is perceived as criticism. Um, the role of the husband has a huge impact on this in terms of 
insulating the partner f- against any kind of criticism that might be um, experienced. So it's really important, you know, when I have when I have clients come in and they have these challenges, you know, to find out well, where's where's the partner in this. You know, they might not be married, but where, what, what's your partner doing in this? How are they responding? If if they're seeing things in the environment that appear to be criticism, are you feeling like they're standing by you and, and they're supporting you? Or are you feeling like you're kind of ganged up against? Because, uh, you know, my research showed very clearly that it's not so much whether the partner kind of agrees offhand with what his mother is saying, but it's the perceived sense of support that the mother has from the partner that makes it makes all the difference in how this is experienced. That is such a good point. And bringing in the partner's experience and relationship as well into this, this triangular relationship, right? The triadic relationship. <laughs> and how, how can we have our partners support us? What in what ways can I, I guess I'm asking, how can we communicate what it is that we need? What is it that we need and how can we communicate it? Gosh, that's I mean, that's such a, a great question. And, and it's a very individual question as well. It, it really depends on, you know, some women they hit the ground running in terms of, you know, it, you can't kind of obviously say this is what a new mother needs because our needs are so different. But, but what what the mother needs from their partner is just that and they, they need the same thing that they really need from their mother-in-law. They need to feel supported. You know, they need to feel like they they are doing a good job. You know, obviously, motherhood, it's a, it's a vulnerable time and it's it's vulnerable emotionally, but it's also vulnerable financially for a lot of women. You know, a lot of women will give up work or put work to one side and for the first time maybe in their lives, their dependence on their spouse to support them financially, and, and that in itself can bring up some vulnerabilities. Um, and so understanding that, you know, this is, a, this is a vulnerable time and having that sense of, and, and this person is, is kind of in my corner and is very much in support of me, I think uh, is, is kind of essential. And I, I think women need to feel they're surrounded by support rather than, you know, they're, they're kind of isolated on their own and they're, it's them against the world. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it sounds like, you know, taking some time to really consider what is the support that you need? What does that look like? Yeah. And then speaking from that space. And I, I strongly feel that boundaries is another topic that we could probably get into as yes. well. <laughs> How do we communicate our boundaries? Yeah, yeah. And and that's a really good question. And it's in its nuance as well. You know, it does depend a lot on uh, cultural expectations of, of what that looks like. You know, there are there are some uh, researchers, uh, a, the Gottmans, I think, come to mind. They, they share in their book, I think it's the seven principles of marriage. They share that it's absolutely essential that, that it's the husband that, that articulates the boundaries. So that it's really and and you know mothers need this they need that buffer because they're exhausted and they you know they're not necessarily coming from a place of having a huge amount of psychological energy to deal with 
huge relationship challenges you know they they so they they need that kind of buffer and uh you know in the in the Gottman's book they talk about you know it really needs to be the husband that acts as that buffer um but if it is for whatever reason on the shoulders of, of the the woman to do that to do it in a way that I mean boundaries obviously in itself it's a huge it's a huge topic um and and what I see a lot is, is, you know, women kind of carrying a lot of guilt around this because they feel like, oh, you know, I might be hurting. I might be hurting my mother-in-law by setting this boundary. But I think in terms of when you're realising, okay, this boundary needs to be set. Like, I, I don't want my baby to be put on their tummy and that's a boundary for me. Knowing that in articulating the boundary, what you're doing is, is protecting the relationship ultimately from resentment. And so, you know, you're not doing it to hurt the relationship or to hurt your mother-in-law. You're doing it because the, the resentment that will come from having that boundary violated is going to be very dis- dis- disruptive. <laughs> yeah, detrimental to the relationship. That is such a different perspective. I appreciate that so much. So if you're listening in, like this is not, you're not hurting, you are protecting. Mm-hmm. That's it's mind blowing to to have that understanding that you're not just protecting your relationship with your mother-in-law, you're you're protecting your future, your your child's future relationship with their grandmother, you know, and, and that in itself, you know, it's it's a huge gift for a child to be surrounded by people that care about them and love them, and and it's a huge loss if you know somebody gets kind of left on the outside because they there was too many boundary violations and so it's it's kind of protecting your the the generations to come (laughs) I love this conversation so much and I am just absolutely so grateful for you taking the time to do this where can people get in touch with you (laughs) so uh you can email me my email address is dr.joannescott at gmail.com so that's dr.joannescott at gmail.com. And we will have that in the show notes. Absolutely get in touch with Dr. Joanne if you need any type of support with your in-laws. She's absolutely amazing in her work and I highly recommend connecting in. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. I have learned so much from this conversation. I will also say um, I work at the Cottonwood Psychology Center and, and that is, we, we work with uh, perinatal mood disorders and challenges so if if you know people want to look at look up on the website then I'm, I'm on that website as well if they want to get in touch with me through that gorgeous in the show notes y'all thank you so much thank you so much <laughs> love this episode let us know by leaving an amazing review your support is everything Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.